0: Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save sixty dollars on a two-pack of DeWalt twenty volt max batteries. Now just ninety nine dollars. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only one hundred fifty nine dollars. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through six sixteen. U.S. only.
1: Hello Grinders and welcome to the Weekend Grind. I'm your host Travis Mangone here back with uh, a usual suspect who's been here the past couple of weeks. It's Will. It's Chief Justice 06. How's it going over there?
2: Man, it's going great. Going great. Uh, definitely ready to get started. I guess we're going to drop some knowledge on the fans here at the end of the show, of course, unless they've been on the Twitter machine. Hint, hint.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely going to do that. We can actually drop it now. How's that sound? I was going to listen to this. So you are on Twitter now. You are here. You are uh, on Twitter now. What is your Twitter handle? I believe I follow you. Uh, I think I gave you the fallback, but what's your handle? Just want to make sure and uh, so I have it and I can tag in it. And if you guys want to find the Twitter, you can obviously uh, go to my Twitter if you follow me already. I'll tweet out the link with his Twitter handle in it when I tweet out the podcast. Uh, but uh, what's your Twitter handle now, Will, and uh, why are you here on Twitter?
2: Yeah, at Chief Justice 06. I just figured I better hop into the new age and and get on this thing. Uh, It's probably going to be detrimental to my fantasy career if I didn't get on there eventually. So uh, no better time than the president than I had my wife uh, in my ear every day telling me, you know, if you're going to do this, you need to get on Twitter. You need to get on Twitter. So uh, I'm on there now. Uh, I've been actually doing some tweets. I think I've got more tweets than Pepsi 7 on the year, which – Says a lot, so uh, hopefully we can get this thing rolling.
1: Yeah, you got some tweets in there. I'm looking. I mean, you already have uh, 12 hours ago. It says it's like a LeBron on TNT thing. And it says like this is hilarious. You are having a good time with Twitter. Obviously, it's giving you some good laughs. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll get used to it. And, I mean, this is just the beginning. Will I mean uh, once you get even more into the uh you know the DFS uh, community of it and start to see all the all the trolling of touts and all that stuff. I mean, it gets a lot of fun uh, and all the that you did well on this and that. I mean, it's so much fun. Uh, and when players go well and they, they do bad and people are throwing up to it, it's so much fun. Uh, so yeah. uh, welcome to the Twitter community for DFS
2: players. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: All right. So if you guys want to follow him again, it's Chief Justice 6 It's C-H-I-E-F-J-U-S-T-I-C-E-06. And if you follow me, just I'll tweet out the uh, podcast uh, with uh, his Twitter handle on it. So you can just find it there and go give him a follow. I'm sure he'll appreciate it. Uh, he's trying to get them followers up right uh so uh we have to have 47 followers maybe we we'll get you at over 100 by tomorrow
2: we'll see what <laughs> we're doing for you. but yeah we'll see
1: Glad to uh, glad to have you here again. Uh, we are here breaking down the Sunday slate for you guys. We're not going to do all the games, just the main slate. And uh, DraftKings is doing uh, DraftKings and Fanduel have the mix up again, like I always like. Uh, DraftKings has the Texas and Coors game, and uh, Fanduel doesn't. So it's a nine game slate over on Fanduel, and then DraftKings it's eleven games. They have the you know the hot Texas weather game and the uh, you know big time Coors game. So I kind of like how it's mixed up. What about you, Will? I'm enjoying this little uh, thing that we have got going here the past couple. Weeks. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think it's a good little breakdown I know I know some people you know probably like the same slate on both sides Uh, maybe it helps them think a little bit better and I I can see both sides of it but you know like I always say with me being primarily a FanDuel player uh, I'm always excited to not have to commit to trying to figure out whether or not I'm going to play Coors on, on a certain slate so you know it definitely works for me on FanDuel.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that. I just like options, right? Uh, it, say you like the cores, you want to load up on it, then go play over on DraftKings. If you don't and you just want to avoid it, go find a way to play on Findle. It's always good to have options. So uh, It's kind of like the argument with the kicker in football. Are you a kicker fan? I don't hate the kicker as much, but I like the idea of options So uh, and just think sites being different. It'd be boring if the sites were exactly the same, but what, what, do, you, what do you think of the kicker debate? Because that's coming up. we got NFL coming around the corner.
2: Oh, man, I'm on the side of the kicker. Uh, listen, I like that kicker spot. I uh, I think it's it's always a good way to to differentiate your lineups during NFL, uh, especially if you can you know uh, load up on the right guys. I mean, there are some guys that crush week in and week out, and nobody decides to play them. Like last year, if you were playing the San Francisco kicker, you were just riding it to the money every week. And every week, he was three or five percent on, and I just kept playing him. So you know, uh, I think if you can find an edge with your kicker. Uh, it always works out. And then, you know, also the guy from St. Louis last year, man, he was like 15, 20 points automatic. So. Oh, yeah. Greg, Greg, I, I Zer, Greg Zerline, fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zerline crushed last year. And that so. your,
1: the kicker you're front of the night, was that, was that Robbie Gould this year, right? That was Robbie Gould? Yeah, I think it was Robbie
2: yeah. Gould. Yeah, I think it was Robbie Gould, man. Can't. I mean,
1: I can't remember because it's like kicker roulette in the NFL. I feel like maybe <laughs> – I feel like that was like two years ago or something. Yeah, it was, I never yeah. know what the kickers are, but yeah. we'll have to see. I, I'm on the side too. I like the kickers too, but that's a fun conversation. We're getting there, man. Football is coming around the corner. We got baseball. It's still here. Uh, it's still exciting, right? We're not in the dog days of summer yet where uh, we're getting a little tired of it, but we're definitely at a point where we're, we're loving baseball, I think. And, uh you ready to dive into the slate, Will?
2: Yes, sir. Let's get it.
1: All right, so this first game, it's, I think this is going to be my first time rostering this guy this year and really have an interest in him, which is kind of surprising. But uh, we got the Chicago White Sox and the Boston Red Sox. And we got Rick Porcello and Ronaldo Lopez. And uh, I target Ronaldo Lopez a lot, so I'm going to like the Boston Bats. But the pitcher I was just referring to is Rick Porcello. I don't know if I've played him at all this year, even like, I mean, in cash games is what I'm mainly referring to. But I kind of think he's like a cash game guy on this slate that we can really consider. One of the main things I love to do is when I see a, a pretty good right hander going against the White Sox, I'm just like, where do I sign? And this season, Seems like a spot where I'm just asking, Will, give me the Red Sox bats, give me the person, give me Porcello, a pitcher. Where do I sign? Uh, What's your take on this? Because I think it's a great spot for all the Red Sox.
2: Yeah, I definitely think Porcello's in a in a good spot coming up here. I mean, you know, the White Sox are just continuing to prove that if you can get a, I mean, a a league average pitcher. I'm not saying Porcello's league average, but you can roll out a league average righty against the White Sox. Is it going to work every time? No. Is it going to work majority of the time? Absolutely. And so I definitely think Rick Porcello is someone we can invest in uh, on this slate, especially, I mean, look, 8,900 is very reasonable, uh, a very reasonable price on, on FanDuel and then on DraftKings, he's uh, 9,700. Maybe that's a little bit expensive, but, you know, with the next pitcher up being Paxton at twelve five, uh, I think Porcello is a great value here on this spot, and I'll definitely have a few shares.
1: Yeah, it's definitely an interesting conversation at, at 9,700. I think he is interesting. Uh, 8,900 over on FanDuel. The one debate's going to be with Paxton, man. Like I just, I feel like FanDuel hates them. Specifically FanDuel hates James Paxton. Uh, the price on DraftKings definitely makes it interesting. And I think is uh, a good conversation with the value. I like how you kind of brought that up. Cause I think there is some really good value here with him, but we got a lot of good aces on the mound and we'll kind of break it down when we get to the last days that we talked to kind of like rank them for the people if we can, uh, what about the Red Sox bats? Uh, any interest in these guys? I think we got to be loading up. Uh, some people like playing Ronaldo Lopez because there's GP upside, but Red Sox don't really strike out a ton, and uh, this is uh, uh, an offense that's been crushing the righties this year. I think we need to load up on some Red Sox bats.
2: Yeah, I love the Red Sox, man. Uh, <laughs> just almost play them every single day. I mean, why is Benintendi becoming Mookie Betts in the one hole right now? I mean, it seems like every day he's hitting a home run. He's bringing guys in. J.D. Martinez hit another home run today. Uh, You know, they've had a few, I think, kind of, you know, average starts here recently. I think last night they didn't play as well. Uh, But man, this offense has just been so consistent. And so, you know, if I'm ever struggling to put together a lineup, this is always a team I'm going to turn to. Love the Red Sox, honestly.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, one guy I want to notice, I mean, Mitch Moreland, he's been really good this year. He's got – I'm definitely going to get some uh, exposure to. I like him a little bit. Uh, Definitely like getting exposure to him on this slate. Uh, Ben Nintendee, you were right about him. He's been absolutely crushing the ball. JD Martinez, I mean, this guy's just hitting home run every single day. It feels like uh, up and down this lineup is going to be one that I get some exposure to. Uh, Anything else in this game, Will, or do you want to move on?
2: No, I think we can move on.
1: All right, next game on the slate, we got the Baltimore Orioles, we got the Toronto Blue Jays, and we got uh, two pitchers that are definitely a little suspect here, uh, Alex Cobb and Marco Estrada. And uh, Orioles are definitely a boom-bust offense, same with the Blue Jays. They kind of live in that camp too. And on top of that, we got two pitchers that they can give up a bunch of fly balls, they can give up a bunch of home runs. So what are you doing with this game, Will? It seems like a good spot to get some exposure to some bats.
2: Yeah, I mean, man, I would love to play both sides of this game tomorrow. Uh, in a game stack I mean this smells like a game stack it feels like a game stack and then I go and look at these offenses and I just have to just walk away I mean I don't know what I'm going to get out of Toronto from game to game I don't know what I'm going to get out of Baltimore from game to game besides a donut and so I mean I look at these offenses man you think I want to load up against these bad pitchers but Oh, they, these offenses have been so frustrating. And, yes, that is recency bias kicking in live on the air. Uh, but, man, they've just been so bad. I think there are other offenses that I feel a lot better about with their level of consistency throughout the year. So uh, what am I going to talk you off and say, no, don't play these offenses? Of course not. Both offenses are in great spots. But I just don't want to invest in these teams that have been super inconsistent with some of these other offenses that are going to come up throughout the show that I'm much more in love with.
1: Well, hold on a second. Let's walk through these offenses a little bit first. I think that's not a bad idea. Like, let's just talk through it a little bit. You know, you have Alex Cobb. He's someone we want to target. I mean, Granderson has been cheap around the industry. I think, you know, getting him in the one hole is a really interesting play. If we can get him, I think he's going to be a great source of value, especially if you want to spend up on pitching. You got Justin Smoke, who it seems like he's always really cheap. Like, let's see, DraftKings, it seems like he's always underpriced. We have him right now at 4100 so actually not a bad price. Stanley was kind of cheap yesterday, too. Uh, oh, 3400 that's a decent price. Yeah but- um, I think those two bats are the ones to look at. for Hernandez is another one that I like. And then Randall grichuk has been crushing the ball. I mean, I know you like your hot streaks. I mean, he has been streaking. So, uh, I think, yeah, I think – what do you think of some of those Blue Jays bats? Any interest in those guys? Well, that's the thing. I like them all. I, I mean, I, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, it's not that I
2: dislike these teams in the grand scheme of the slate. Like, do, do I like these teams for offense? Yes. But, you know wh- – if, if I had to choose between Boston and Baltimore, you know, I'm going to side with Boston all day. If I had to choose between Toronto and Boston, you know, who am I going to side with? I'm going to side with Boston. And there are a couple other offenses that I have even I would even rather side with besides these, besides these two teams that have kind of been puttering along. Now, you know, 11th Diaz, I, I love him at shortstop. I've played him a few times. He's very affordable around the industry. So uh, I like both offenses. I just know me personally – uh, I'm not going to be investing in these guys, but, you know, like I said, if you ask me, you know, do I think it's crazy to play them? Of course not. These guys are facing flyball ball pitch- One's an extreme flyball pitcher and one's a gas can. Um, but I- I'd just rather invest in some-, some offenses that I feel like have been a little bit more consistent throughout the course of the season.
1: All right, that's definitely fair. What if you were playing the Orioles, though? Give me me two guys that you would look to to maybe have, like, guys that hit a home run. Uh, Which ones would you mainly look at? I think Machado's obviously one. Oh, yeah, obvious.
2: Yeah, Manny Machado, Adam Jones, man, those are my favorite two guys. Uh, You know, like, you know, with the Orioles this year, when I've liked them in certain spots, to be honest with you, I've just played two and three, Jones and Machado, and just faded the rest of the offense. Because these two guys, you know, have been pretty great this year, obviously Machado. Uh, and Trumbo's starting to play a little bit better, but Jones and Machado would be my top two. Uh, if I play anybody from this team, those those would be my two guys.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Those are the main two that I would look to target as well. Uh, I I'm not don't play Chris Davis. That that guy's terrible. Like whatever you do, that just. <laughs> it's been great ever since i stopped rostering him life has been good uh the grass is greener on the other side so do not fall into that trap of that bum uh i'm just trying to like spread awareness for those people that are still riding it out will but uh, (laughs) uh, that wraps up this game for me anything else uh,
2: are you ready to move on no man i'm good let's move it along
1: all right, next game up, we got the Seattle Mariners and the Tampa Bay Rays, and this is a seven total here. We got James Paxton against Nathan Evaldi, and my first look is, hey, Paxson's on the mound. He is an absolute stud, and he gets this team that's a really right-handed, heavy lineup, but he doesn't have as much of a problem with righties as you would think. So uh, I think James Paxton is a guy that should be one of the main targets here on this slate and probably one of my favorite pitching options, especially Vegas agreeing with a 3.10 total. Do you agree with me?
2: Yeah, for sure. I I think James Paxson is probably going to be one of the the safest pitchers on this slate, Uh, even even a lot more safe than another guy we're going to bring up here shortly. Uh, You know, I love James Paxton. I love what he's bringing to the table this year. Uh, You know, is he going to, you know, have a few starts that maybe don't get you where you need to? Of course, but every pitcher is going to do that. Uh, But when I look at this, the Seattle – Mariners picture here, Mr. Paxton going against these Rays, you know, low ISO. I I just think, you know, this is a recipe for success if you can start your lineup with Paxton and build from there.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I love Paxson here. He's definitely one guy that I get a lot of exposure to. It is weird to only see him as a minus 161 favorite, though. I will note that. It is kind of weird to see that because I'm not a big Nathan Evaldi fan, but Vegas has given him some love. I mean, the Mariners only with a 3.90 run total. That just seems low for this offense. Uh, what's your take on Evaldi? Is he a cheap pitching option we you look at, or do you have any interest in Mariners' bats?
2: Yeah, man, you know, this total smells trapped to me. Uh, and I'm saying on this Tampa Bay side, you know, I, I, Vegas seems to be uh, believing a, lot, a little bit in, in Evaldi and I just I just don't have the same confidence. Uh, you know, I've looked at his, his two starts this year. I mean, he had one start at Oakland uh, where he pitched really well, and then he had another one at Washington where he didn't do so hot. And I've been following this Seattle Mariners team, and they've really been playing well here. Uh, and I think they're a team that actually plays a lot better on the road. And so, you know, when you give me a team like that, uh, I think this. I think this line might be a trap. I think. I think Paxton should be a much bigger favorite than this. Uh, I would have some interest in this Mariners offense, despite the low team total.
1: Yeah, you know, Will. If uh, I mean, we obviously could, uh, you know, probably find some ways to make some bets uh, somewhere around the world. But uh, I'm in Jersey, so uh, I wish the Monmouth racetrack was open. I could head down there and you know place a little bet in there on, uh, you know, Mr. Paxson in Seattle. Seems like good value, but uh, it's not open yet. They haven't signed the paper, so we should get on that. Hopefully, Uh, that's going to be fun when that happens here in Jersey. So I'm excited for that. But uh, yeah, Mr. Paxson's definitely a guy that I'm in. let's get a lot of exposure from. He's my main guy. I'm targeting in this game. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about, Will, or you want to go to the next one?
2: no i think we can move on all right well we go from one
1: ace to another uh cory kluber against the detroit tigers and oh man this tiger's offense most of their batters are you know the best batters you could say are the right-handed power guys right and uh, going against a guy like kluber there should definitely be some struggles for them I-, I could see a big game out of kluber here so how about you just kind of uh you know the elephant in the room what are you doing with the top tier pitchers you can't really play uh kluber and paxton that's really kind of difficult to do i feel like And, well, I guess we'll put Porcello in the conversation, too. Uh, How do you kind of rank those three pitchers that are kind of the best options on the
2: board today? Yeah, I think for me, man, I think I'd go Paxton, Kluber, Porcello on this one. Uh, Listen, do I I feel like Corey Kluber is in a better position, you know, in his career than James Paxton right this minute? Of course I do, man. Kluber's a proven ace here. He's been, been so consistent. But, you know, you give me this Detroit team that just has been a little pesky, you know, similar to Miami, similar to the Braves, just, just a pesky team that I really think some of his strikeout upside is going to be limited tomorrow despite some of the righties. Now, listen, I could definitely change my tune if for some reason Detroit rolls out a lineup with a bunch of guys that we have no clue who they are that would definitely boost my interest. But when I'm looking, I think they're going to probably roll out Martin Castellanos, Miggy, Candelario, uh, Jacoby Jones, Machado, Rick Martinez, McCann. I just think, you know, I think I'm going to avoid Kluber tomorrow as far as at the top of my list. Uh, Do I like him? Of course I do, but I think Paxton's my number one and Kluber would be my number two.
1: Yeah, it's really tough, man. Like, I think I'm taking the discount right now to Paxton, but it's a Sunday, right? If lineups roll in and I have enough value where I'm confident and what I'm building and I can get up to Kluber, I'm going to look to get up to Kluber. I'm not going to prioritize it. And I just want to see how the whole roster shakes up and kind of looks. So that's going to be something I think that's important with the uh, kind of trying to pick between Paxton and Kluber and how much value is there. But um Right now I'm going to the savings with Paxton. I think that's the route I'm going to go and see kind of how the lineups uh, shake up because uh, it obviously makes making lineups a little bit easier. And then uh, throughout the construction, I think it's just uh, a better process, at least for me personally. So that's yeah, where I'm yeah. leaning now. Um, what about on the uh, opposite side here uh, with uh, the Detroit Tigers and Arky Lowecky? Uh, I'm sure he's the guy that we want to target. We've got the Cleveland Indians bats that have been swinging a hot stick. Vegas agrees, 5.05 run total. Uh, what are you doing with the Indians and their expensive offense?
2: Yeah, man. I mean, look, the Indians are another offense that, you know, I would side with uh, tomorrow against Artie Lowecki. These guys have been uh, very consistent. They don't play, they have been playing as well on the road, uh, which is why, you know, they're not my, my number two team. Uh, but, you know, if you're telling me you're going to give me the Indians against Artie Lowecki and possibly, you know, three or four more bullpen arms, you know, I'm, I'm going to really fall in love with this offense, you know, top to bottom. Uh, just a really consistent team. And so uh, this is definitely a team I I would look at and and consider and and, and find a few pieces from to build my lineups tomorrow.
1: Yeah. The only problem is their price, man. Like I I guess said, the Indians are good and all, but, I just think overall-wise, I'm going to be down to the fade them, I guess. And I just don't think I'm gonna be able to afford them. Um, you don't want to look to pay up for some of these pitchers. Sure, I can mix and match some guys in there. I'm trying to think of, like, what lefties. Like, if Lonnie Chisenhall gets another good lineup spot, I believe he batted fourth today. Uh, I, I just – I want to try and look for maybe if there's some value here uh, in some of these bats, maybe like Ian or Alonso if you see some price, but I don't know. It just, if you full on stack the Indians, I just don't know what your pitching is going to look like. And if it's going to look good enough where you'll really like it enough on the slate. So that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. Uh, anything else in this game? No, no Tigers bats against the Cluebot.
2: No, nah, I don't want to take any tires. Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: yeah, no thanks. I will pass on them as well. Let's go to the next one then. We got the St. Louis Cardinals, the Cincinnati Reds. And uh, I didn't include him in like the top tier ace category because I don't know. It, there's a lot of things going against him. But it's Carlos Martinez, who is a pretty good pitcher. I do like him. He does have elite strikeout stuff. and has a ton of upside, but it is in the Cincinnati Reds ballpark, right? That's one of the better ballparks for hitters. Coming off an of injury too, where he definitely had some walk issues. So I'm kind of waiting, taking the wait and see if approach with carlos martinez what about you
2: yeah i mean i, I faded c Mart the last start and uh you know thank god i did and you know this is probably another time i'm going to take a wait and see approach with him uh, i do think this price is man very affordable around the industry on both sides. Uh, mm-hmm. so i definitely think you know uh, i think there's some strikeout upside here tomorrow but you know with some of these other pictures on the slate i just don't see a need to go there uh you know, and and force yourself to play one coming off injury, and maybe he's still trying to recover and work out some of the kinks in his mechanics.
1: Yeah, I just think wrong slate, wrong matchup. I'll just find a little bit extra money for Rick Porcello. That's kind of what I'm thinking as well. Uh, On the opposite side, Anthony Del Scafani. uh, He's a guy that I want to target against. I've been stacking the Cardinals recently. I didn't stack him yesterday against Castillo, but on Friday I was all over the Cardinals. They were one of my favorite plays. Uh, what about you? Are we looking to stack up the Cardinals here? Because I definitely have some interest.
2: Yeah, man, the Cardinals, the Cardinals are by far my favorite offense on this slate tomorrow. Uh, you know, once again, as long as they don't run out the B-team lineup, I think I'm going to really be looking to stack up this team. Uh, you know, DeSclifani, you know, he's another guy that, that came back from industry, and, man, has he been awful. And so, you know, when I look up and down this roster, uh, St. Louis has started to play play really well, and so – I'm going to have a lot of interest in, in this whole lineup, uh, uh, top to bottom tomorrow, from Carper to Fay. Yaro Munoz has been playing a lot better recently. Uh, Dexter Fowler, Colton Wong even. I don't like Colton Wong in, in real life as a hitter, but uh, in fantasy, you know, he's a guy that could sneakily, you know, get on base, steal a base, and someone bring him in, boom, you've got, you know, you're, you're eight to 12 points. And so I definitely I'm, – I'm just going to look up and down this lineup and see what I can do to – Put together a quality team with, with a really good
1: pitcher tomorrow. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I don't think anyone likes Colton Wong as a hitter. Uh, he's he's definitely not a fun roster. But uh, when he's cheap and helps make things work, I totally get it. Uh, but this lineup up and down, like if you just exclude Colton Wong, I, I want all of them. I feel like one through seven, I like it. Uh, maybe we'll even get Colton Wong out of there. Maybe we'll get like the Greg Garcia randomly batting second. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's around right now or not. But like I, we do see that from time to time, so. Uh, it seems like he is—he's healthy and there's no issues with him. Oh, he had paternity leave; he was on, so uh, or yeah, so he just got reinstated. So maybe we get a Greg Garcia day, right? That'll be an interesting value that could obviously be in this game. Yeah, um, But, uh, yeah, all all in all, like, I want Matt Carpenter, fam. I mean, Jose Martinez is absolutely on fire. Marcelo Zuna, I, all these guys. I want all these bats. And one thing I love about the Cardinals, too, is, hey, they have a catcher. That's a pretty solid hitter, and it helps roster an easy catcher position over there on DraftKings. So, yeah, uh, don't know what's wrong with Dexter Fowler. What about you? Are we, like, kind of avoiding him? I, 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 I'm, like, trying to make Dexter Fowler a thing when I do my Cardinals stacks, but he just hasn't been as good.
2: Yeah, I mean, man – uh, what's happened from the time he's left Chicago until he got to St. Louis, even last season, he wasn't as good. And so, Ooh, we, you know, I, I still think with his price around the industry though, I think you have to consider him, especially, you know, if you're going to do some multi-enter, I mean, 2,800 on, uh, on FanDuel 3,400 on DraftKings, uh, in the great America, small part. I think I have to consider him. He's not going to be at the top of my list. Of Cardinals bats, but he's definitely going to make the cut just because of this, this particular matchup. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he, he hasn't been great, but you know, if he happens to smack one out of the park tomorrow, then you know, good for you, good for me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, totally get that. Let's talk about the opposite side, though, because, again, Carlos Martinez, he does have his walk issues at times. Do you have the umpire on this game? Because I feel like Carlos Martinez is someone that would benefit from that. If he does have, like, an extreme pitchers one or extreme hitters one, I think that could cause some problems for him with the plate and all. And uh, do you have any interest in these Reds bats?
2: Uh, you know, <sighs> this, this is a really tough position because I really like Carlos Martinez just with this injury and – you know, he has had somewhat of a walk issue with, with lefty bats, and you know they're going to roll out some lefties. Uh, I, I think you can, I think I'd have some interest if I was doing a game stat. Uh, if I was, you know, doing a game stack, you know, give me Shevler, give me Barnhart, give me Scooter Jeanette, give me Votto, give me Winker. Uh, you know, they're going to roll them out. Even give me Billy Hamilton at the bottom, who, you know, man, where's where his steals have where, have, where have his steals gone this year? I, I have no clue. But, um, you know, I, I think if I was game stacking, I'd definitely take take some shares of this Reds offense, especially these lefties, and load them up against uh, C Martin. Hope he walks one too many batters, and uh, you can get a good a good string of runs going.
1: Yeah, I just think they could be an interesting under-owned uh, stack, and just make it part of a game stack if you want to get exposure at the Cardinals' side. So I agree, the getting the game stack exposure I think is good, and just because I don't know Carlos Martinez right back from injury. You never know with him; he's kind of a head case. So uh, yeah, I, I just I don't think the Reds' offense is too bad. They gave it at least a little look at, and it is a good at hit hitters ballpark, and uh, especially if you're playing like a site like Vandal where you're not taking out the Texas Park and taking out the co- the Coors Field. Right, uh, the obviously the bats go down a little bit uh, that you want to get exposure to. So. Uh, let's go on to the next one. Does that sound good, Will?
2: Sounds good, my friend.
1: All right, and uh, another series that I just, I feel like I've seen this series every day for the last week or so, and it's Padres, Marlins. Uh, I'm just really getting sick of this series, and uh, I'm not seeing much interest in this game as a whole. Like, Urena, sure, I like taking righties against the Padres, but do I want to take Jose Urena? And then on the upside, Clayton Richard, like, I just I haven't really been loving attacking the Marlins. They're not just doesn't feel like there's a ton of K upside. So is this a good cross-off game for you? Because that's what I'm thinking over here.
2: Oh man, we're going to have a little disagreement here. No cross-off for me on this one. Listen. Oh man, do I have some interest in Jose Urania tomorrow against this Padres offense? You know, pull up, pull up his last start. Urania's got a little bit of strikeout upside. Am I saying he's the best pitcher in the world? Absolutely not. Uh, but you're telling me, you know, you're going to give me a riding with some strikeout upside that's throwing his fastball in the mid to upper 90s against this Padres team. I'm going to have a lot of interest. And then you go and, I mean, man, just look at this price on DraftKings, 6300 classic SP2 material, plugging in with Kluber, Paxton, or Porcello, you know, whatever floats your boat. But, ooh, I, I think I'm going to have a lot of interest. And uh, Mr. Jose Urania tomorrow against this Padres offense.
1: To be fair, the the pitchers are bad on this slate. I'm just going to do like a quick like go from <laughs> – I'll go from 7,100 and below. Actually, we'll go from 7,300, which is Clayton Richard. So we got Clayton Richard, Kyle Freeland, uh, Zach Eflin, Tropiano, Godley, who's in cores obviously that's not ever fun, Urena, Descafani, Woodruff, Uh, Romero, Lopez, Estrada, Cobb, Matt Moore, Luecki. I mean, it's an ugly pitching slate. I'm trying my best to pay up. Like, I like the idea of going maybe like, you know, Porcello with one of those top guys, Kluber and Baxman. Obviously, it's not going to be the easiest thing to make work. But it's what I'm going to try to do on a site like DraftKings and try and make the work to my best ability. But if you do have to go cheap, I get it because of the matchup. I understand. I don't know. I'm just – it's one of those things where I think – this, what you just said is all going to be like sitting in my head throughout the day. Like, do you want to go to that cheap pitcher? Do you want? I'm going to try my best not to, right? I'm going to fight it all day long. And I could see myself getting there and talk myself into it. And I get if people are listening and they say, oh, I kind of like them. And then other people who could get talked onto it, I get it. But I don't know. I'm trying my best just to pay up. But that <laughs> SP2, really cheap SP2, is ugly. I totally agree with you on that.
2: Man, look, let me just give you his last start. And I know, I know, you know, a previous start isn't necessarily going to project for future results. Like, I get that. But, I mean, man, he went six innings. He gave a one-hour run, three hits, two walks, six Ks, 20.5 DK points. <laughs> you know, I'll take that at 6,300 every day of the week.
1: I mean if Derek Cardi is listening right now he is freaking out about your one game sample size that you just offered me so uh, he is he is rolling over just dying in his gray basically like he is freaking out right now about this I the podcast got shut off by Derek Cardi 100% but uh yeah I I get it I'm I'm in the camp of there's certain offenses that I like to go out back and target and target and if you don't like the SP 2s I could get it but you're not going to make me, you know, back them up and give a rounding endorsement, but that's all you will. You know, when you get it, everyone you can tweet at will and say, "Hey, thanks for the Urena call." Uh, don't don't tag me in that one. Uh, I don't want <laughs> or the... I don't want to be tagged on that one. But uh, anything else in this game, I'm I'm good here. I don't want to touch any more of this one. I think.
2: Nah, I'm good. That's just it, man. I just Jose Urania. I've got some interest. That's what I did in this game.
1: All right, well, let's go from uh, one one bad pitcher to two other bad pitchers, right? Or I should two bad pitchers do another two bad pitchers? Uh, Brandon Woodruff and Zach Eflin. And uh, this is a game where I think, uh, you know, Eflin, this is a great guy to target. Like, the Brewers have been streaking, absolutely going insane. And this is a very boom-bust offense, right? We talk about certain teams that are very boom-bust. This is one of them. When they get hot, they get hot. When they're not, they are not. Uh, what's your interest in this Brewers offense against Eflin? Because I think they're one of the better offenses on the board, despite the Vegas total.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think – if, if if you're a believer in high streaks like, like I am, I, I think you just have to take a shot on this Brewer's offense. Man, what have they scored the past two days? 30 runs? 20 runs? I mean, it's been up there. But uh, I, I just, you know, I look at this offense, and I look at Eflin, who started out the year really great and has started to struggle a little bit. And I've got to watch it start to figure out if it's mechanics or – something between him and the catcher, or, or, you know, is he putting it in the zone too much? I'm not sure why he's been struggling recently. So I, I, I may have to just watch this game tomorrow and see what little nuggets I can, I can pull out of there. But I think you just have to have some interest in the, uh, in the Milwaukee offense and, and just the corrections, Evan didn't have a good, good game against the Cubs, but prior to that he had a couple of rough starts, but uh I definitely think the Brewers, you have to have interest with the way they've been playing recently in Philly. But
1: well, Will, that one game against the Cubs, I'm just messing with you from the last <laughs> one. No, I'm just totally messing with you. Yeah, He's a guy that the numbers are showing. Uh, he's definitely going to be in some trouble, and I think he's going to have some issues here. Definitely a good tournament stack, I think, on this slate. On the opposite side, we got uh, Brandon Woodruff against this Phillies offense, and Reese Hoskins is back. The sign looks a lot better. Uh, what's your take on this team? Because they're, they're kind of uh, similar to the Brewers. They can be boom-bust at times, and when they hit runs, they hit runs. Uh, what are you kind of doing with this Phillies offense?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Phillies a team uh, you can kind of buy low on right now, especially you know you start looking at some of these prices around the industry. Uh, they've started to drop a little bit here. You know, uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about Fanduel briefly, but Caesar Hernandez at 3,300. You know, he was up around that 38 to 39 hundred range. Carlos Santana is at 3,600 now, uh, and then let's see where Hoskins is here. In that outfield spot, which I think he should be, a lot cheaper than he was to start yeah, out the he's, year. He's four K on DK he's and three K on Fanduel. Yeah, costumes is three three K. Udelbel uh, Herrera twenty eight hundred. Woo, extreme value for a guy that had what a 41, 42 game streak of uh, on base streak. Uh, this, this just screams, you know, run some Phillies bats here against Mister Brandon Woodruff, who I'm not afraid of at all. So yeah, definitely have a lot of interest in this Phillies office with all these value bags. Yeah,
1: and here's the fun thing to do on FanDuel too. I'm always at like team like if you just load up on one outfield, like no one's going to do that and that kind of makes you contrarian. So what if you went like so let's say Nick Williams in the lineup. You went Nick Williams of Herrera and Reese Hoskins. Like that's going to make you pretty different having that lineup too there and then, you know, maybe throwing like a Carlos Santana and it's really cheap and you can get an ace in there. Uh I just think it's interesting like it's in the camp of possible cheap stack that you can kind of make work. Uh, just going to have to uh work around it and see what lineup they end up putting out there. So uh Yeah, I don't hate them, though. They're not, like, you know, one of my top stacks on the board, but I think they're in the conversation in the player pool uh, and one you want to kind of discuss a little bit. And I like what you talked about with those cheap price stacks with those Phillies bats.
2: Yeah, for sure, man. I think they're definitely in the conversation, Uh, especially if it's a little warm out there. The dew points out. Uh, I think that's going to even increase my interest even more.
1: Yeah, any we we talked about the Brewers' bats a little bit, but who specifically would you want to target with? Uh, I'm always like a big fan of Travis Shaw. Uh, Let's see if uh, Fandle still hates Ryan Braun. I'll pull up his price tag now just to make sure. Yeah, 2,900 on him. I mean, they still hate him and have a cheap price on him. So he'll be a pretty good value for sure. I mean, uh, those are probably two bats I'm nothing to get exposure to and then kind of maybe mix in like a Jesus Aguilar who's been crushing the ball too. Uh, What about you? What are you doing with this Brewers' lineup?
2: Yeah, man, you know, you know, one of the things I always like to do is I try to start my lineup with guys that uh, get good quality at bats and don't strike out a lot. And so in this lineup, that's usually Christian Yellich and Travis Shaw. And I always say not because they're lefty, but really because they don't strike out a ton. And so, you know, I usually, if I'm going to play the Brewers, I try to start with those guys, and then I work in some others, you know, based on the rest of my lineup construction. I typically like to get, get a good share of Lorenzo Cain, uh, just because he's got so much upside without hitting the home run ball. I mean, he steals bases, you know, has, has good quality at bats, gets a lot of contact, uh, and he's got the home run upside. Low uh, low plug from Pepsi7, he's, he's always, you know, a jack-in-the-bag candidate. So, uh, like Lorenzo Cain, and so, uh, you know, Jesus Aguilar, he, he's been scorching. So, you know, he's someone you want to look at. But typically my two targets are Yelich and Shaw, just for, you know, low strikeout and contact ability.
1: I think that's fair points you brought up. Uh, Anything else or you want to move to the next one?
2: Let's move to the next one, my friend.
1: All right. uh, We got the Los Angeles Angels and the Minnesota Twins, and this is a a nine-and-a-half total. And uh, this is one of the biggest totals we've seen so far. Uh, It's definitely up there. And, I mean, we see Tropiano and Romero. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I have too much interest in these pitchers here. I'm more so just looking to pick some bats here. Uh, What about you?
2: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think I want to – I'm going to have hardly any interest here in any of these pitchers. I mean, Tropiano's had some – you know, a few good starts this year, and uh, so has Romero. But with Minnesota being at home and then, you know, on the other side of the coin with the Angels being on the road, uh, this is another possible game that I think could be a really, really solid game stack. Uh, The Angels are one one of the best teams on the road at scoring runs. If you give me a second to pull that up. Yeah, the Angels are averaging 5.38 runs on the road. So, you know, this is a team that I definitely think, you know, has some GPP upside tomorrow along with the Twins uh, against Tropiano with the Twins being at home.
1: Yeah, I definitely think this Angels team is one I'm going to want to get exposure to, and on the opposite side, the Twins. I think they're a good offense too. I like the game stack idea. I like picking, uh, you know, finding some value here in this game. Obviously, exposure to Trout up there. I don't leave Trout out of my Angels stacks. I wouldn't leave him out tomorrow either. And then I'm seeing a guy. I'm seeing a guy in the lineup, Jose Miguel Fernandez. Do You know what a Jose Miguel Fernandez is? Uh, I just, I don't know. He, I'm trying to see right now. Is this? I'm trying to look here. Yeah, he's going to be at second base. He's two K. Uh, I don't know if he's any good or anything. He played one game and had a hit, but uh, I don't know. When you see, like, those cheap 2K value bats on, like, a site like Vandal, I think that's interesting. Let me check out
2: DraftKings,
1: too. Do you know much about this guy?
2: Oh, man. Asking you shall receive. Uh Yeah, 2.7K on DraftKings.
1: He's going to be cheap, so I think that's interesting. Uh, but what about him?
2: Yeah, I mean, looks like he, he hasn't struck out too much in uh, – in Triple A ball, looks like he was only striking out about 8.4 percent of the time, walking 8.8 percent of the time. Looks like he had a 3.45 average in Triple A ball. On base percentage of uh, 4.12, which looks really good. Slugger percentage 5.62. Woba was at 4.24. So, uh, and then, then looks like he's hit 10 home runs this year so far. So you know, listen, the big leagues are definitely going to be different. So, you know, I'm not chasing any pipe dreams here, but I think if you're trying to round out a lineup, and you know, 2K can definitely do it for you and really, really spread out and give you room to add a a good pitcher like a Kluber uh, or a Paxton and, and round out the rest of your lineup. So, yeah, I think he's someone you can have some interest in tomorrow on this slate.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that. Just thought it was worth noting. Uh, whenever we see, like, the random guys that I don't know much about, I'm like, oh, let me see what their price is. They could help make the whole stack work and get you the pitcher, get you the stack, and get you everything you want. So uh, that's interesting. We didn't talk too much about the Twins. I mean, Eddie, uh, Eddie Rosario has been crushing the ball. Uh, it seems like, you know, he had that three-home run day for a little bit of narrative shoot, from the families in the crowd. He's got uh, – just seems too expensive for me at this time. Uh, Logan Morrison, uh, he's a decent value. That obviously, has a chance to hit a home run any time. But what about you? What are you doing with this team, Uh Kind of what your exposure to the Twins' bats?
2: Yeah, I mean, like I said, if I'm going to load up these Twins, I mean, I think you just have to start with Eddie Rosario and Eduardo Escobar. They've been two of the best hitters on this team. Look, I love Brian Dozier, man. I think he's a great guy, uh, really great professional. Um, but, you know, he's just – this year I wouldn't start my lineup with him. i I'd start with Rosario and Escobar and move it along from there. Um, you know, what – I'm not going to go out of my way to exclude him from a stat, uh, but I definitely think I'd start with Rosario Escobar.
1: Yeah, I just had breakfast with Brian Dozier early today. He's a great guy. Trust me, awesome dude. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, uh, I, I would. I would not be. Uh, I would not be really looking to roster him too much right now. He's definitely had his struggles. Uh, I'm definitely. I love Dozier. I always want that Dozier exposure. Uh, and August will come around the corner when he starts mashing those home runs again. But he <laughs> seems like he's been a little, uh, you know, a little bit of a pest for me this year so far, and I'm just kind of frustrated with him. Obviously, that's some bias there, but uh, I don't want to leave off a guy like Escobar. Some of these more not unknown names, but guys that you know are not as sexy and popular are interesting. I get it. Rosario, I don't just don't want to pay the price for, but like a guy like Escobar, I think could be an interesting value. But if you are stacking the Twins, I get it. You want to just kind of load up on a guy like Rosario. Maybe keeping a Dozier off is interesting in your twin stack.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that's the way to go until these guys pick it up at the plate. And you know, Miguel Sano, man, does he have home run upside? But man, does he strike out a lot? So you know, I'd probably try to look to, like I said, you know, Rosario, Escobar and then maybe build it from there. Maybe take a Robbie Grossman, who's always pretty cheap. Uh, you know, I'd much rather take a, a 2K guy and get seven points than to take a 5K guy and get seven points. And, you know, I know in baseball it doesn't matter as much, but when you're trying to build your lineup, that could definitely, you know, give you some room for some better pitching.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, anything else in this game you want to go to the next one?
2: Now nah, let's move on.
1: All right, last game of the FanDuel slate, we got the Pittsburgh Pirates, we got the Chicago Cubs, and uh, a battle of two talented real-life pitchers, but not guys that like the roster in DFS as much. That's Ivan Nova and Kyle Hendricks. Uh, I don't really know what to do with this game because I just feel like both the pitchers are not guys that get blown up too often, and I don't know. This game really has me a little bit perplexed. What about you?
2: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I've actually targeted Nova a few times this year uh, with some teams that have run out some lefties. And, and it's actually been pretty profitable for me. Uh, do I feel like he's a guy I'm going to target tomorrow? No, because I've got some other offenses I have some interest in. But, you know, look, man, if if we're going to talk about a guy that struggles with lefties, man, does Nova struggle. And when I look at this Cubs offense, they're going to have Hayward, Hayward zobras Rizzo, Schwarber, possibly Hap. Uh, you know, maybe they give Chris Bryant a day off and run out Tommy LaStella Uh I'm not a big La Stella fan, but, you know, he, he'll he make some, some lineups work with some extreme value. So uh, I think the Cubs could be a sneaky offense tomorrow, especially with the amount of lefties that they're able to run out against Nova.
1: Yeah, I, dude, Tommy LaStella always feels like a good time to me. Uh, he's always that cash game value that when – it feels like when Tommy LaStella is in my lineup, like it just helps get in the bats that I want and then everyone hits the home runs. And uh, maybe Tommy Listel wasn't the guy who got me there, but he helped make it happen.
2: So. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I like the – at least in cash games, I always love that as a little bit of a value. Not not the greatest guy to do tournament stacks with, but obviously if he helps make it work and it gets you that expensive pitcher. That's what I like to do. I like to find those cheap guys in the lineup in, like, the big stacks that help make everything work and get me that big pitcher. So I get the big pitcher, I get the big stack that I want, and then I can uh, have it all. So I get the steak and the lobster. So that's obviously – Yeah, surf way. and turf. Yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping uh, – Sunday's always, always offer us that value. So we might get that tomorrow. I get it with the lefties. Uh, he has had his issues with them. I just – I don't know. I, I just don't target Nova as much as maybe you have so far this year. And maybe tomorrow I'll get more on board with it. Uh, I'm curious what the wind's going to do too, right? That's always a factor in what's going to happen there in Wrigley. And uh, yeah, I think they're, they're interesting. I get the stack of it, but I don't know. I'm still lost on this game. Sometimes we got some games that we don't know what we want to do with. And I really don't know what I want to do with it yet. So uh, what about Kyle Hendricks? So, I mean, he is a good pitcher, like, uh, pirates, the, the pirates don't strike out a ton. Uh, so what do we kind of do with the uh, with the Kyle Hendricks and the Pirates? Will?
2: Yeah, man. This I, I just feel like this is a stay away spot for me with Hendricks tomorrow. Uh, you know, I've taken a few chances with Hendricks throughout the year, and they've worked out really well. This just isn't the spot for it, I don't think. Like you, like you brought up, man. You know, this Pittsburgh team that doesn't strike out a lot. Uh, I think I, I pulled up one of their projected lineups one day, and I think that projected lineup, those guys were only striking out about 16% of the time. And that was with Sean Rodriguez in the lineup, who strikes out about 30% of the time. So that just tells you, you know, how, how often these guys don't strike out. And so, yeah, I think, I think Hendricks is someone I'm just going to pass on tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I think I will do the same. Uh, Let's move on from this game. Let's go to the next one. And this one's only on the drafting slate. We got the Houston Astros. We got the Texas Rangers. There's a 10 half total, and we got a pretty good talented real-life pitcher uh, in Dallas Keuchel against a really not-so-good talented real-life pitcher in Matt Moore. Uh, Two lefties. One's good, one's bad. Uh, I don't want to really play Dallas Keuchel because he's more of a better real-life guy again, like I said, and doesn't really get a ton of strikeouts. I know the Rangers are there, and they strike out a ton, though. Uh, But I think I'm just more so interested in loading up on – Houston bats in this game and attacking Matt Moore what
2: about you man you know listen I don't let Vegas tell me what to do or what not to do but when I'm able to pull up a slate and see a Vegas total not in Coors not in the Great American Small Park and these Astros right now have a a Vegas total of 6.27 man does that give me some interest in the Astros on DraftKings and You know, Matt Moore is a guy I target every slate. I'm telling you right now. I target Matt Moore. I target Matt Harvey. Those two guys, I stack against them without fail. I don't think about it. So, no need to rock rock the boat tomorrow. You know, on DraftKings, I think the Astros are your team. Load them up against Matt Moore, and I think you count the money at the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, every time Matt Moore's on a slate, I just stack them up, and 6.27 total is insane to see, uh, especially not in cores. Uh, it's actually the highest of the day right now. It's actually uh, higher than cores. So uh, I think the Astros are going to be an offense that we want to get some exposure to and really load up on. Uh, I've been attacking Matt Moore all year. I'm not going to stop now, especially with this uh, Houston Stactros offense. Uh, anything else in this game? Or actually, have before we move on, give me your three favorite Astros uh, in tournaments, who you really just want to make sure that you get in there.
2: Man, why is Evan Gaddis suddenly starting to play so well? Uh, I think I'll place, I think I'll take Springer out, to and Gaddis. I think that's who I'd take tomorrow. You know, as long as they're all in the lineup. I think I'd take those guys and try to ride the wave.
1: Yeah, I definitely like that. I'll go with Springer, Bregman, and Gaddis though, instead. I yeah. like Gaddis. I've been loading up on him. He's been good to me. Uh, Bregman's been hitting the ball really well, too, though. Yes, and, he uh, has. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I, – I see why you want to go Altuve over Bregman because uh, it's just third. There's there's normally better options, I, I I would believe, so I get why you went there out. But I, I'm just not going to deny what Bregman's doing. So he'll be they'll be the three that I uh, look for to make sure to get exposure But if I'm playing the Astros, I want to play five of them for sure. Uh, anything yeah. else or want to move on to the last game?
2: Uh, well, one last plug-in, man. I think the Rangers could be sneaky as well. You know, I'm looking at this total of 6.27, but it's 4.23 on the other side. Looking like Dallas Keuchel, they're expecting him to give up some runs, and he has been giving up runs. Uh, just got lit up there at home against Seattle. Uh, so I definitely think, you know, I would sleep on this Rangers offense tomorrow against Keuchel, who has been struggling some this year. So that, that's my plug-in. I'm not going to load up on the Rangers, but I think a sneaky team you can take a few bats from.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, the Rangers have already got some runs on, uh, on Charlie Martin and we're recording this, uh, you know, while the game's going on. So, uh, they've already gotten to Charlie Martin. So obviously they can get to Keichel too, but, uh, I, I'm more so on the Astros bats. So, uh, let's go on the last one though. And I think it's uh pretty obvious it's course field. Uh, well, we can play everyone. We can play anyone, but, uh, who, who do you like the most in these matchups? Uh, we're not playing Golly, We're not playing Freeland, I don't think, in uh, our, our cash games and our tournaments. Uh, but what about uh, the hitters? Who are your favorite hitters in this
2: season? Man, I think I just got to like everybody. And I know, I know that sounds crazy, but, man, this, this series, it, it, and we'll see how it ends up today. But both sides of this game, I think, I think you can just load it up. Zach Golly's not been the same pitcher this year, and I've watched this. I've watched two starts this year, one against Washington at home, and then I watched his last start against San Francisco on the road. And his control has just been off. He's not throwing a whole lot of first pitch strikes. You know, and those are things I like to see out of pitchers when I watch them. And so his control's just been off. And if that's going to be the case and he's going to have bad control in Coorsville and walk too many guys, uh, I think he can load up, load up on the Rockies. And then, same thing for Kyle Freeland, who's been good this year, but. In Coors, he hasn't been as good. And so, you know, I, I just think this is another situation. Look, it's Coors. I don't have to tell you everything, but just load up both sides of this game, man, both sides of the plate, and I think you can ride it to success.
1: Yeah, for sure. Give me three home runs, though. I'll, I'll pick three home runs in this game. Uh, we'll, we'll go uh, – let's go snake style. Uh, I'll, I'll start us off. I'm going to take Paul Goatschmidt. Uh, Paul Goatschmidt, he's my favorite uh, hitter in this game against Kyle Freeland. He'll be my uh, home run in this game. Who's your next one? Who are you taking?
2: Yeah, man. John Ryan Murphy. Man, sneaky guy. I think he's going to go under on because he's playing catcher. Not sure what his price is. I'll need to check that on DraftKings. But you know, he went through a stretch where it seemed like he was hitting a home run every day. So I'd have a lot of interest, especially at 4,400 on DraftKings. I think they're going to avoid him at that price at catcher, and I think that could be a huge mistake. He's got two home run upside on this slate.
1: All right, snake style. So you got another pick. Uh, You can go again. Who, Who else you got?
2: Uh, but uh, just from Arizona or both sides?
1: Uh, both sides. I was saying. So, if you want to take your John Ryan Murphy back, I guess you could. But hey, uh, yeah, I guess no, no, you're no, stuck no, with him no, already. No, All no, right, no, he's no, your no. one pick. Okay, that's a, that's yeah. a bold move right there. Okay. Yeah, I love
2: John Ryan Murphy. Yeah, uh, I think if I went on the other side, I think I might have to take Trevor Story. Uh, he, he's been another guy's been seeing the ball a lot better since his rookie season, a few seasons ago, and uh, you know he's, get, he's just getting a lot a lot better with contact. His strikeouts are coming down gradually, and so he's a guy that. You know, I think i load up on this late Trevor Stewart. All
1: right. I mean, you made it too easy on me. I'm just going to take Blackman. Uh, I mean, he's a guy I'm going to be all over. And then I'll take Arenado, too, because, hey, it's Nolan Arenado. He's pretty good. But uh, check to see if Carlos Gonzalez is in the lineup. I want to note that because he got scratched earlier today. So that could obviously mean different Rockies lineup. Maybe we'll get some, uh, you know, random value out of nowhere that could help but with one of these guys. So, uh, yeah, those are the guys that go, Who's your last guy that you like here?
2: Man, Kyle Freeland. Kyle Freeland's sending it out tomorrow. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I I think I'm going to have to go back to Arizona. Uh, Give me lefty-lefty if he plays tomorrow. I think I'll take Jake Lamb. Um, And if they get to Freeland, Freeland's going to leave. They're going to bring in some righties. I think you, you have to pencil in Jake Lamb for a home run.
1: Yeah, I definitely think uh, he's, a, he's a great player overall. I don't care if he's against a lefty or a righty. He's always a good uh, good pick. So uh, that wraps up the slate, though, Will. Uh, but before we get out of here, we got to do our stack of the day. We will take Coors Field off it because, again, it's Coors. Everyone knows about it. Uh, it's obviously a good game to go to. But, Will, what's your favorite stack of the day on this slate?
2: Oh, my goodness. Man, just give me the Houston Astros. I stack against Matt Moore every slate. So I'm telling you right now, Roto community, if Matt Moore's on the slate, I'm stacking against him. I don't care if it's the Miami Marlins. I load up. So give me all the Astros tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I'll be buying that ticket too. Uh, I'll grab a seat next to you on that train. Uh, We'll be stacking up against Matt Moore, but I won't give you that one. I will give you someone else. And, you know, I'm going to give you, I'll am gonna give you the St. Louis Cardinals. I like them a lot in this spot. I, I think their prices have been pretty good around the industry. I know they were earlier this week. Let me see what they are now on DraftKings anyways because uh, they had good prices this week, and I played them on Friday. Uh, didn't have the Jose Martinez. I had Goldschmidt, so it worked out. But, yeah, they still have pretty good prices. Uh, so I'm going to go with them. They can definitely make things work. I'm going to be all over the Cardinals stack, think that there will be an offense that you want to get some exposure to on this slate. So that wraps up the slate, though, Will. Thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, Again, let the people know where you're at on Twitter again And, uh, you know, say your handle And uh, give them a follow What's your Twitter handle, Will?
2: Yeah, man, Chief Justice 6 Love to hang out with you on the Twitter, machine. Listen, I'm new uh, But I do know how to gif I do know how to send some messages out and tweet So listen, I'm not old, I'm not a grandpa Uh, I just was avoiding Twitter So yeah, I'll catch you guys on there
1: All right, follow him there, and then you can find me at Travis Mangone. It's T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Thanks a lot for joining us. We'll be back next week. That's it for the Weekend Grind. For me, Travis Mangone, for Chief Justice Will, we are out of here.
0: Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that will make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series Gas Grill for just $169. And pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619. U.S. only.